0: Welcome. Welcome back to another episode of the Dentistry Invest podcast, episode number 47. So good to see you all. Hope everybody is still enjoying Side Gigs Month. Side Gigs Month is still going on for the whole of August. We are interviewing dentists who are well-known and renowned for their side gigs. And I was chatting to my next guest just before we got on the show, and I said, surely this is one of the best, the most well-known side gigs in dentistry enlighten enlighten whitening and payment my guest was so much more modest than that well he was modest which was very good which was very good to see and he said oh james you flatter me you flatter me really but i think it is a lot of people have heard of it and payment of course has left dentistry purely to pursue enlighten and that is i suppose for some people in their side gigs and their side objectives their side hustles that might be the ultimate goal some people is to some for some it is a to do it around dentistry and for some it is to do it in lieu of dentistry or uh, as, as a means to leave dentistry and I think that the fact that you even have the option to do that is absolutely incredible payment and it's testament to your success anyway payment I haven't even asked you how you are today how are you
1: I'm very good man lovely to be on the show one of my favourites mm. um, <laughs> and and you flatter me payment thank you no it is it is one of my favorites man i i, I love the way that you're just yourself man it's not <laughs> trying to be anyone else um and obviously we had you on our podcast and and that was also one of my favorite episodes would you remember at the time when when crypto was still uh, right at, it was peaking wasn't it It was peaking duck at that moment um hopefully we'll get back there as well um, but yeah i really enjoyed talking to you so it's a pleasure to be on thanks man
0: Oh, my pleasure, mate. It was awesome to be there, and thank you so much. And yeah, fingers crossed on the old crypto front. Things are heating up a little bit again these days, so we still haven't seen what I would normally expect to happen at the end of the bull market, so that's a good sign in itself, so we shall see. But no one ultimately knows with investing, of course. We just have to ride the roller coaster and hope for the best a little bit. So we have mentioned... Oh, by the way, shout out to payments. Uh, Payman and uh, Prav's podcast who I appeared on, of course, which Payman was just referencing. Dental Leaders Podcast, great podcast for anybody in the dental world. They interview prominent figures in the dental space for their opinions and insight, reflections on the dental industry. Worth a listen if anybody fancies it. Anybody, any podcast, any podcast, avid podcast fans out there who are dentists, is worth a look, it's straight up your street. So Payman, we are here to talk about your side gig, because of course it is Side Gigs Month, and your journey and just how it quite happened for you. So, for anybody who doesn't know yourself, Payman, would you like to do just a little bit of an introduction? Speak about who you are, so that people can get to know you.
1: Yeah, I'm Payman Langley So, I, I am I am a dentist. I, I still identify as a dentist, even though I don't <laughs> practice um, dentistry. It's funny, you know, when when an Uber driver asks you what you do. Um, I'm a dentist it seems to come across better than, you know, I supply products to dentists <laughs> somehow, um, but I still feel like a dentist. You know, um, I don't feel like a business person. And, and by the way, I'm, I'm not actually a, a very talented business person. I, I've, I've got a partner who who is, um, you know, very talented, but um, for me, um, it, it, dentistry is one of those professions that if you do want to get a side gig, it's one of the best professions to be in because just in the same way as if you want to be a mother, it's one of the best professions to be in because you can take a day down, two days down. Three, and that's exactly what ended up happening with me. I was working five days a week, then four days a week, then three days a week, and then it eventually got down to one day a week for five years before I completely stopped. And, and you know, there's a psychological thing about being a dentist, but the, the moment that I realized that it's the right thing to do to stop was actually Prav, my co-host who sort of cemented it for me, was when I realized if it all goes wrong, I can go back and be a dentist, which is something most entrepreneurs don't have that option of going back and having a well-paid, respected job if it all goes wrong and so rather than holding you back it suddenly propelled me into starting the business and even the idea of completely giving up clinical practice because i knew that i could take bigger risks and if it all went wrong i'd be back and I'd be earning a hundred grand being an associate as i was before i started all of it so it's a, you know it's a good profession for that that's the thing it's a good profession for that um, and then the question of how long can you be out of it and then get back into it and not suffer? I think that's an interesting one, because I had it in my head that there's lots of mothers who take five years off. Now, subsequently, I've realized there's not that many who do that. But, but, but I had it in my head. There's loads of mothers who have two children, five years off and come back. And so I gave myself five years. I I said, "Look, that's what I'm going to do, that whatever this experiment is, I'm going to give it five years. Um, In today's terms, it seems strange because, you know, companies get to billion dollar valuations in five years. I wasn't wasn't thinking like that. Um, And when I did go back and, you know, I had time off and back and time off and back. And, you know, you have that thing where you've been away for two weeks on holiday and you come back and you're a bit you know, not, not, not into, but I think we all experienced it with, with lockdown. Yeah. The the first few days after lockdown, everyone experienced it. And then, and then, and then you get back into a rhythm. Clinically though, the the market moves on. Yeah. And, and don't think it doesn't. It does. If you take five years off today in five years time, all dentists are much better than they were today. And, And it's something I didn't realize. And it really came home to me with endo. I used to fancy myself as a bit of a endodontist, not endodontist. Someone who liked endo, took five years off. Rotary came in. Suddenly, everyone, the whole market, all dentists were better than me at endo. And you know, of course, I could have gone and learned or whatever. But but you know, that happens. That happens. So that's it. That's 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 sort of some of the stuff around it.
0: Do you know? I'm interested to hear you speak because I would have. There was a younger version of me that would have said once upon a time that actually dentistry, rather than being one of the best professions to encourage a side hustle around, is actually one of the worst. And my logic would have – I'm not saying that was right. I'm not saying that was wrong. And I think you've made some really good points. But my logic would have been, listen, if you want to be a dentist, you've got all this CPD. There's an immense level of dedication that comes alongside – with 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 even just the very fact that you're working clinically every day from the point of view of keeping your skills up to date. It's being there for your patients. It's all the hours. It's the nine to five, but it's the extra hours on top to go that extra mile to help people, which inevitably creeps in. Yeah. All of those things would have led me to saying I'm so time parched. I have so little time that entertaining a side hustle for me is just totally... Not an option, like right. but I, I get. I, I guess what I wasn't seeing or I get. I was working under the presumption that I have to be working five, six days a week. In which yeah. case, that is a lot more of an issue. But you've made quite. A, you've, ma- you've made a great point that that my 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 problem was I wasn't recognizing that because you do earn relatively well, that you can use that to your advantage to buy back some of your time and hence encourage these other aspects of your life. Look, we have is. to
1: balance it. We have to balance it. Right. There, let's, you know, I'm, I've got kids now going into a levels and we have, to, we have this discussion all the time. We're going into O levels, but you know, the, the GCSE is the whole thing. Um, we have this discussion on our podcast all the time. Yeah. You know, would you want your kid to be a dentist or not? And and you're, you're a bit young for it, but, but you know, the, the, the thought process is still there. and, there are positives to dentistry and there are negatives to dentistry the positives if if you're not interested by that job yeah then you know you're not you're not paying attention because it's a, it's a super interesting job whether you're focused on the Meccano putting things together aspect of it or whether you're interested in the caring you know being there for people aspect of it or whether you're interested in the building a business you know, keeping up with CPD, all the, you know, going to conferences, meeting great people, you know, whether that's your interest or not, you know, one of those is going to, should be your interest. Dentistry is a great profession. There's the positive. The negatives though, there are several, and you know, you guys have more negatives than I did because we, I didn't have that whole GDC nightmare that everyone's got right now. That didn't exist when I, I mean, existed, but nowhere near the way it is right now. Um, but also the, the one that I really didn't used to like about dentistry was just having to be there. You know, that, that was the thing. If you work a day of dentistry, you've got to be there from nine till five, however long it is. You've got to turn up and you're right in that day. You can't think of much else other than the treatments that you're doing. And as a business, it is quite flawed in that sense that the leader has to actually be doing the work, because you know, the leader's job is shouldn't be to do the work. The leader should be looking to the future, and you know, and enlighten. If there's a if there's a task that needs doing, if me or one of my partners is actually doing that task, I always feel like we're, we're failing. You know, we should be hiring people to do those tasks, and we should be looking to the future, and you know. Giving our vision to the team, keeping the team happy, supporting the team, and you know it comes back to if you want to sell your business as well, no one wants to buy it um, if you're completely integrated into it. Um, so you know th- those are the things that with dentistry you've got to turn up, you've got to be there, and it's a stressful job. There's no doubt, both physically and mentally, a stressful job. Um, but most worthwhile stuff is stressful, right? I mean, you know what I mean that the, the, the and the the, the question of some people can take a a stressful thing that they enjoy and then it's no longer stressful. And, and so that, that drives some people, but you know, I see a massive difference between myself and my brother, who's a hospital radiologist and he's just looking forward to Friday afternoon on, on Tuesday afternoon, he's already in a state and he's like just waiting for the weekend and Whereas the opposite with me, I, I, these days I don't even go in very much. But, but when I did go in, um, I used to hate Friday afternoon because all the team were leaving and we couldn't have as much fun anymore. And, and you know, it was, it was okay, the weekend was coming. But the, the funny thing, at the weekend, I felt like I was working for the family. I was an employee of the family, kind of doing what I was told. Whereas during the week, no one was telling me what to do. <laughs> and 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 i can i didn't have to be there that, that, that idea of not having to be there really resonates with me you know you know you, you you turn up but you don't have to you know you, you haven't got that option with dentistry really
0: yeah it's a very hands-on ar- hands-on <laughs> hands-on ar- ar- it's an archaic traditional profession isn't it that yeah. there's no way to decentralize it well i guess that works for some people but uh yeah, the uh, depending on your commute in the morning and how long that takes, it can be a huge and you know various other factors. It can be a huge bearing on your happiness and your overall lifestyle. And coming from but somebody. By, the, by you- the
1: way, by the way, you could own forty practices and then you don't have to be there, right? You, you don't have to be doing the actually drilling. Yeah, um, that's that's possible, isn't it? And there's, there's plenty of people doing that too. True. Um, True. But, but in a way, I would say that's leaving dentistry, isn't it? I mean, it's leaving clinical dentistry, isn't it? Mm. Um, but, but you know, the, the, who else have you talked to about side hustles? Who, are, who Have you had anyone else before me or am I the first?
0: Yeah, so we've had a few. So we've had, uh, there was one chap and he started this artificial intelligence virtual assistant, which he he's an associate and, he you know, he didn't have much experience with computers, but he said, you know what, there's a real gap in the market for automating how we speak to patients to some degrees because how many receptionists are just overworked and just don't have the time to speak to patients properly. So there was one chap who did that we had. What's, what's
1: ex- that called?
0: Oh, you're, you... testing, you're testing my memory now. Does it his kill name is you? His name is hmm. Gregor McPherson. Hmm. I, I've uh, the name of the product has slipped my mind, and we've had we had Sheila Lie. She was speaking about how she branched out into facial aesthetics and does that solely hmm. now. We had another chap on called Mahmood, who has left dentistry. Mahmood Moji. Mahmood Moji, that's the one.
1: I've had him on. I've had him on. Great.
0: Oh, have you? Oh, I didn't know that. So yeah, Mahmood was speaking about how he's left dentistry to educate other dentists, how to create their side gigs and various other business interests, how to improve their ability to sell, how to improve their ability to speak. So we've had a whole host of people. It's been a great month. It's, you know what? Once upon a time before I... Ventured down this path into this realm into this dimension i would have no clue that this world existed i really really wouldn't i thought all there was to life was being an associate and i know i know i know i know that some other people who who are listening to this who are members of my group as well may not have had the opportunity to witness that world and that's why i wanted to do side gigs month just to heighten everybody's awareness and get us to recognize that actually There can be more to life in dentistry. And that's not me getting on my high horse. That's me saying that a younger James Martin was that guy and was that individual for a long, long, long time. And you'll no doubt you'll have had insight into that as well.
1: There's groups now set up for people who want to leave dentistry, right? And and Uh, I get it. I get it. I get it, dude. I get it.
0: Ish, ish. Well um, I mean, certainly it shows it shows you that there's a door there. But I, I suppose My my it's different things to different people and some people will just want to supplement dentistry by investing or learning about side gigs and some people will want to leave. So I, I would like to think we catered everyone. Real quick guys, I've put together a special report for dentists entitled the seven costly and potentially disastrous mistakes that dentists make whenever it comes to their finances. Most of the time dentists are going through these issues and they don't even necessarily realize that they're happening until they have their eyes opened. And that is the purpose of this report. You can go ahead and receive your free report by heading on over to www.dentistuinvest.com forward slash podcast report. Or alternatively, you can download it using the link in the description. This report details these seven most common issues. However, most importantly, it also shows you how to fix them. I'm really looking forward to hearing your thoughts.
1: No, but I'm saying there's there's separate groups. There's a, there's a group on Facebook that's all about how to leave dentistry.
0: Oh, I and see. Got, Sorry.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's got and it's got loads of members. Um, so, that, so then the next question then is what what to do yeah and i think that's an interesting thing yeah because you've got one type of person who just wants to leave and it's the it's the what they're trying to get away from is the point and and generally those people are saying but where do i go i don't know what to do yeah then you've got another group who the they, dentist i was a very i just enjoy being a dentist yeah but something else pulls them and and the, the, you know when someone says to you I'm thinking about doing this business. Or I'm thinking about doing this project, and but I'm not sure if it's the right project or the right business. I always worry about that because for me, it's like got to be all encompassed. The right project is the one that you can't stop thinking about. You know, <laughs> that's the right project. If if you, if it's not like that, then it's the wrong project, or you're not ready, or whatever it is yeah because um you've got to you've got to be absolutely in love with the idea that you're going to because it's so hard it is hard that if you're not hundred percent into it, then you're not gonna you know you're I mean, not you're not gonna survive
0: one hundred percent because even if it's the best idea, the intense level of effort that has to go in to execute it. It yeah. reco- there needs to be an obsession there, there really does. And I yeah. actually, Femin, that's something I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to talk about your moment of five percent inspiration, five percent inspiration, 95 percent perspiration. They say when you're pulling off your entrepreneurial any entrepreneurial escapade or business idea. What was your What did your five percent inspiration look like? When did you When did you realize that there was something that you could do so much better with Enlighten? versus other whitening products and how did that hard work look like afterwards and balancing dentistry what's what was the story basically for anyone who doesn't know enlighten is a unique whitening system which guarantees that your teeth will be b1 shade afterwards which is their unique usp have i done a good job of describing it payment obviously <laughs> yeah. it's payment's
1: forte yeah. of course you yeah, have I, I i want to talk about the guarantee, bud, yeah, because the, the the i i came up with it after I was watching i was watching one of those four a m <laughs> three three a m infomercials, yeah, and in America, I was in America, I was watching i had jet lag was watching these infomercials and the guy was selling like a salad cutter or something, and um I thought, what's this crap? And then he went, and more, and more, and more. And he was like, and you can have a second salad cutter and so on. And then right at the end of it, he said, and by the way, 30 days after you use it, you can just send the whole thing back, get your money back, guaranteed. No, Because I won't even ask you why you want to. And you can keep X, Y, and Z as well. You know, those books that he gave free part of the thing. And he's like, I was like, "Shit, I better buy this salad." Car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, so then, so then, I so we looked at it, and we were getting just brilliant results again and, again and again and again and again and again and again. And we were we were taking photos and all that. And I said to my partner, Sand, I said, "Look, we should do a guarantee because it keeps on happening." And this question of how are you going to police it, you know? And 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 it, it's sort of for me a, a real eureka moment of I want to run my company, run my organization based on trust trust for my suppliers trust for my employees and trust for my customers yeah and if within that framework of trust someone betrays that trust so let's say an employee lies to you and does something i'm not going to run my business looking for lies i'm going to run my business looking for trustworthy people who want to do their best or, or whatever it is. And so by the same token, I'm not going to run my business looking for dentists who are lying to me about whether or not they got to be one because, you know, I can't actually police it, can I? I mean, someone can send me two before pictures. That's
0: the end of it, right? But, but <laughs> That's true, actually.
1: But as it turns out, as it turns out, it's, it's actually the opposite way to, to, to what you might think we get very few people that we think are are betraying the system very few um and for me i I'd, I'd say for, for our staff i'd like them to be even more i'm very happy for a few people to to take advantage as as long as everyone else feels like we're giving fantastic service you know that, that that's the key point
0: yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, I think you have to look at the bigger picture, don't you? And it's it's definitely a great USP. So you've always been interested in whitening since yeah. you, the the early days yeah. of. Uh, I used to industry. do it as
1: as a dentist. As a dentist, I used to do a lot of whitening.
0: Uh huh. Um,
1: and it would. I took over an associate job from this guy who was really, really good dentist. He, he was one of those restorative uh, Eastman guys. And you know, everything he was doing was just working. And there were these just well-maintained patients, nothing was going wrong. But the one thing he wasn't doing was whitening. Um, and and so I started just asking, saying, Hey, have you ever thought about whitening the teeth? And and you know, loads of people were just going ahead. At the time, I think opalescence was the only product on the market. Um, and it worked pretty well. I mean, you know, it, it was it was it was a, a happy treatment, and and so I, I really loved it. As far as you know, some some people see whitening as not not rocket science, not dentistry, yeah. But for me, the aspect of dentistry I was interested in was the patient aspect, not necessarily the Meccano. I mean, I used to fit veneers and try and you know be um, uh, get the bonding absolutely right and all of that, but that wasn't my interest. My interest was the, the people side of it. And on, from the people side, whitening is just a powerful, powerful treatment because you know it, it, people want whiter smiles. They always wanted whiter smiles. Well, the last thousand years, people have wanted whiter smiles. Um, and so the, the idea of should we start a company to do this came from, there was a new technology that we thought at the time was light activated. Um, and this is years and years and years before Zoom existed um zoom was a you know a, a reactionary move um th- there was a product called bright smile and we saw this product the internet had just kind of started really and uh we thought we were going to open some practices the four of us who, who are now owners of enlighten Um there were three that i lived with uh, my 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 wife now and two others um we said we we're going to open four practices that focus on cosmetic dentistry and to focus on this new technology, which is light activated whitening, you can white your teeth in one hour, it was like an unbelievable idea. And I just thought, that's it. That, that is the thing. And I was always the type who wanted to do a business. Um, I thought it would be a dental dentistry business. And, and, you know, branding was becoming a thing. Virgin had just gotten into airlines and I just badly, when I went to America, I wanted to fly Virgin, not any other airline. And I was trying to ask myself, why, why is that, right? So we were gonna open four branded practices that were, you know, North, South, East, West, London, Central, whatever, uh, four practices, the same name with the four of us and for them to be whitening oriented practices, Oriented practices. And at the time, the way that you did marketing was PR. So you'd get a PR company, pay them like, I don't know, three, four, five thousand a month. And they'd get your story into Vogue and magazines. And so the the story I wanted to to, to be one hour teeth whitening comes to the UK for the first time. I wanted that to be the story. Um, so we went to uh, San Francisco to meet this company, Bright Smile, um, only only to buy the machines. I didn't, it was, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to buy four machines for these four practices. And the guy said it, it was a proper you know businessman. You know, and we weren't a we were twenty eight year old associate. Mm-hmm. and he said he said on the way out he said look you guys your your you're dentist It's fine um but you're not distributors um and what we want is distributors because they didn't even have an office in new york at the time let alone an office in london um so i left that meeting i went and spoke to my brother-in-law who my now brother-in-law who was one of these um consultant types and he said look it's a different business plan. Just, just do this, send them this one instead. So we sent them a different distribution, this business plan instead of being mentored. Um, and that, that's how it started. That the idea of becoming a distributor came from that. I mean, if that guy hadn't have said that and he just sold me four machines, I'd be a dentist. with, a, with, See, with machines I, So it was,
0: yeah. it was, a, it was a path. Well, that's quite often the case of lots of side gigs. It's where you wind up is, completely different to where you intended but it's having the momentum and the wish and the inclination to begin down the path in the first place I suppose and that's it's part of the fun as well because you genuinely don't know where you're going to wind up sometimes and uh, it brings an element of excitement and it certainly it certainly breaks apart the 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 continuity or the the potential mundaneness of just being uh, sometimes uh, when you're working nine to five as an associate and you go to the same surgery yeah. every single day there's something else to break up your week and this is why it's such a yeah I, i'm so I, I talk about it and i'm so enthusiastic about it and i wanted to do side gigs month because i genuinely believe that it can enhance so many people's lives just like it enhanced mine brilliant so this was this was how you started out on the pathway to enlighten becoming the proprietor of the of an of enlighten the and the the well it was it's now of course your your full-time yeah. endeavor, isn't it? You're not an associate any longer. How did that evolution happen over time? So dentistry, it kind of just got left by the wayside. Less and over less. Time. Yeah, less and less. Yeah.
1: I mean, we got we got quite busy quite quickly. But when I say busy, I don't mean profitable. We were, we're losing loads of money. <laughs> um, but busy. I was busy. Uh, and it was the first year, it was just me um, and and no one else. And, you know, this idea of it's fun to be an entrepreneur definitely wasn't fun at that point. Not for me. I I didn't know what I was doing. I was, it was, we were constantly hitting cash crises, you know, like, um, you know, there there were situations in the first year, it could have happened maybe 15 times that we, we were totally run out of money. And it's such a chicken and egg situation, right? Because you haven't got any customers, um, and you haven't got any money to find. to to do marketing to get customers and and that's why it's so hard that's why it's so hard um i think i'd do it differently now i'd I'd, I'd look for more investment you know it's a whole different time isn't it i think i'd build a community what you're doing right now before starting a business um but anyway we did it and 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 it it, it, i think it took four years before we even made a profit wow Um, yeah. Um, and all our houses were up. It was, it was a tough time, a tough, tough time. What kept um, you going?
0: But, Sorry to interject, but what kept you going?
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know, dude. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm I'm not a very talented business person, but one thing I do have is I, I don't give up. And it's, it's interesting because it doesn't always work to your favor. I remember I used to play piano for 15 years with the piano teacher and I didn't used to, be good at it at all. I'd never practiced nothing. And my brother started same time as me and he was an amazing pianist and I was still on the old Pink Panther. <laughs> um, and my, my piano teacher was trying to get me to quit. And he said, look, why don't you just quit? Why don't you do something else? You know, you don't, you're obviously not enjoying this. Um, but I was just saying, no, no, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> so, you know, in that situation, it didn't help. I think in this situation, it probably did help because that, that sort of sticking at something um it's a big part of it big part of it you know we, the problem is these days everyone looks at overnight success and there is overnight success but it's rare
0: totally the problem. totally the success iceberg have you seen that picture yeah it's yeah. like it shows that the tip of the iceberg and it's like success and then it's the it yeah. shows the the bottom of the iceberg underneath the ocean and it's like late nights hard work emotional stress uh Crying, I don't know, all this, all these like negative, all these, all these things at the bottom, which just gives you an idea of, I suppose, what it, what it takes. I mean, everybody's journey is different, but it certainly, look, what does
1: it, what does it take? What does it take to be a dentist? Yeah. Five years of pain. Yeah.
0: True. Yeah.
1: And pleasure. And pleasure. Don't get me Mm -hmm. wrong. Yeah. Mm. But five years of blood, sweat, and tears. And don't forget the two years before that of trying to get into becoming a dentist. And at the end of that seven years, you're nowhere. <laughs> yeah, you know, mm. you've just start. You know nothing. Yeah, and so you know worthwhile stuff takes time. That you know that that that's just the way it is. I think, well, unless you're very lucky, worthwhile stuff takes time.
0: True, true. And then you were speaking. You were just saying earlier about how eventually, enlightened grew after those first four years. There's there was light at the end of the tunnel. You became profitable and then dentistry yeah. gradually diminished in your life. What was that yeah. transition like?
1: Yeah. So I started cutting days down, um, going from five to four. To, I, I took a whole five years off and then I came back. Um, when, when my wife got pregnant, I took over her patients. Um, that was difficult because her uh, she, she's really into nervous patients the people travel from all over the country to see her. And I was taking on these patients, not having given an ID block for five years. And these guys would say, Oh, you, I'm sure she's told you all about me. Um, I'm that patient. And but all of her patients were like that. She had loads and loads of very, very, very nervous patients. Um, So (laughs) it was difficult getting back into dentistry with those things, but I did. So it was then five days, four days, three days, two days, and then one day a week for ages. And the one piece of advice I'd want to give people is one day a week is a massive error. It just is. You you, you just don't get into any rhythm. You still got to perform. You still got to be up with the knowledge, but these days with the GDC and all of that, you don't really care when things go wrong because you know you're you're out of there. Um, I think out of that lot, two days a week was excellent. If if your side hustle is is going somewhere, or three days a week, um, or four days a week, when you're when you're actually planning it. In fact, when we were planning Enlighten, I was on four days a week, and without that one day off every every week, I, I, I don't think Enlighten definitely would have happened because you know that was my day for planning what we were going to do.
0: Yeah, it makes a huge difference. And I'll, I'll I'll agree with that from personal experience. That shift from even four days to five days, it sounds like it's not that much. But what we have to remember is seven days is the limited factor because there's seven days in a week. And it's, it's less the time that you spend working and more the time that you don't have to do other things. And that's what I find the greatest difficulty. Like when I, I used to again, a younger version of myself. I used to work six days a week in clinic and I spent that set... If if there was eight days in a week, it would have been fine. I didn't mind sequentially working six days. I didn't mind that. It was the fact that I had to use my only other day prepping to work six other days, you know, going to the gym, clean my clothes, clean my scrubs, do some meal prep, whatever. And that pretty much took the whole day. So that was that's an important thing to recognize yeah, it's like, this... you know
1: Go on. it could be right right for some people but definitely not for me I, I, I need time to think and be by myself and and this sort of thing and you know it's it's not really seven days a week in the week is there because you know two of them are kind of protected by you know you, you I guess you know you haven't got dependence and all that but two of them don't belong to you really um so there's five days in a week and so go cutting down to four means you've got one day to do other stuff. You know, that, that, that's it. Um, And then, you know, I think after that it comes down to what kind of another side gig you want to do. Is it kind of a hobby thing? Is it a business? I I find it makes sense for it to start as a hobby and turn into a business. Um, And then what, what kind of business are you? Because, you know, there's businesses that, that, you know, work on, finding the cheapest things for people. Um, then there's other businesses to work on finding the best things for people. You know, I just went to um, holiday and I rented a Kia. Yeah. Super impressive car, man. Super impressive. I mean.
0: They get good uh, reviews, Kias.
1: It was a super impressive car. Like, yeah. For what it was, it, it really did everything. Um, would I buy a Kia? No. All right. not you know and and i don't know a lot a lot of that is maybe wrapped up in ego or whatever yeah um but you know what i'm saying is kia is a great company a great company for being able to do that at that price you know there's there's someone there's, there's there's a whole process going on of getting everything to work at that price um would i buy a kia equivalent computer no Yeah. I don't know anything about computers, right. I'll I'll buy an Apple computer that helps me use. And and so which business do you want to be? Yeah. Is, is, is a key thing. So then with, with Enlighten, we decided that we were going to be the light activated system, the new thing. Yeah. But there was this other company, Bright Smile, that was a better company than us. The product, which is, they were were, had 30 million pounds of backing when they started. And, And so, their, their product was an IDEO product. It had been um, designed by one of the best designers in the world. It just looked beautiful. Everything was in brand. They had consumer marketing. People will remember they they suddenly took out ads on a whole bunch of London taxis. You know, it was it was a big thing. Um, we were always like number two to them. And then what happened was Zoom came along as the kind of the copycat and they went into a legal dispute and all that but then zoom made me realize that look, light activated isn't right and um you know it became even up to that point we, i was convinced myself light activated was the way to do whitening um but then we decided no light activated isn't the way to do whitening and so we knew we had to switch to tray whitening and this time I didn't want to be number two. You know, it was it was so hard being number two. You know, always trying to be a little bit cheaper and trying to you know, trying to negotiate that. And we said with tray whitening, we want to be number one. And, and I don't mean by sales, because I don't think we're still number one by sales. Yeah, you know, um, I want to be number one as far as the product. I want the product to be the best product. And so, you know, what, what you do there, it's it's a daunting prospect but at the same time it energizes you because i don't know about you man but i find everything could be improved I and mean, these headphones i'm wearing they, they're uncomfortable yeah this 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 microphone here should be a little bit higher <laughs> you know what i mean everything can get better yeah um so results wise with whitening the one hour thing we realized isn't real that's not going to work you know people's teeth aren't going to go white in one hour yet so what can we do so we broke tray whitening down into the impression, the lab work, the gel and the desensitizers and incrementally improve each of those um, for the last, (laughs) since 2007, (laughs) we've been doing that. Um, There there was a guy called uh, Rod Kurphy who who had a tray design, but um, he, he used to sell a book on how to make this tray um, and we we learned how to make that tray. It was it was a very long winded way of doing it. Uh, but we brought him over to the UK and he lectured, and he was on this idea of selling his book to teach people to sell the tray to make the tray. And it was just it was it was grating with the UK audience. Right, the UK audience doesn't want someone to come out on stage and say buy my book for one hundred and forty dollars or or whatever it was. It was it was one hundred and forty dollars. It was a it wasn't that nine like ninety nine book. Um, in America, that's some, somehow that's very acceptable, but the UK audience did not like that, and I could feel, I could feel it. And, and then on the other hand, the culture in America is to make your own trays, but the culture in the UK at that time definitely wasn't to make your own trays. People were sending them out to labs. So I said to Rod, look, halfway through the lecture, I said to him, look, I'll buy all your books off you, um, and I'm going to hand them out for free to people who buy the product. Um, by that time, we had a product that was linked to the tray, um, and and the, the centralizing of the lab work became a really key factor of making sure the lab works absolutely right. Um, and we, obviously, we weren't going to do it the way he was doing it because his was based on you know one at a time, and we were getting you know hundreds a week in at that that point. So, um, so so that that you know buying a, a complete system. In, with Enlighten, it's impression materials, desensitizers, toothpaste, home gels, office gels, lab—all of that stuff within the one system, and that all being made to go together and work correctly together um, became the, the 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 thing. And it was a very niche thing, right? And and it, to some extent, still a little bit niche. But but we were we were talking about it before. You know, you get that the early adopters. And there were plenty of those, and I remember in the early days when I was doing my uh, training, there would be all famous dentists, some you know people, people you know in, in the West End and all of that. Those early adopters, and 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 from other towns, but early adopters. And now you've got sort of a much more mass market adoption of um, you know premium whitening. Um, don't forget when we started, whitening was completely illegal as well. So, <laughs> for, until 2012, whitening was illegal. Um, so we went, jumped through all sorts of hoops. So the, the, the first version, we used to have no peroxide in the kit. Um, we used to get raided by trading standards to test our kits to see whether they had peroxide in the, and we used to have no peroxide in the kit and then we used to direct the dentist to get the peroxide from a chemist the dentist would mix the peroxide with the gel the carrier gel at the chair side which he was legally allowed to do and then apply that onto the teeth um, but we weren't allowed to sell him a product with peroxide in it. i had no
0: um, idea i had no idea <laughs> yeah, wow yeah. not even carbon so was, um, was it illegal as well illegal
1: no no not until 2012 um but this this was in office right so we used to get this proper 35 percent hydrogen peroxide mixed into this sort of slurry um it it was it was lots of fun i don't know where it would where you'd go these days with something like that but yeah
0: that's nuts i didn't know that wow there will probably uh i'm maybe showing my my you know because i qualified in 2016 i just had no idea that that went in my in my (laughs) sort of uh, from what I've seen, I've just presumed that it was always legal. I, yeah, I honestly no. didn't know that. That's interesting. I suppose the lesson to take away from what you were talking about earlier. I was listening to Gary V. Yeah, I think I was saying this on the other on one of the other podcasts. But it's kind of like this: when you have a product or when you have a business, if you're trying to do the same as everybody else, you're not really poking your head above the clouds. You're at the same level in the clouds as everybody else. And of course, what happens around the clouds? There's lots, of, there's lots of fog. There's lots of mist. There's lots of other planes, other air traffic. You're at the same level as everybody else. But what happens when you go a little higher and you go a little further and you create something that's different? You suddenly find yourself above the clouds and there's clear skies and everything's blue. And that's because yeah. you set yourself apart in such a way as you found your niche and there's way less competition because you have a USP and you're not trying to copy everybody else. But of course, I've made it sound so simple because it's finding what that USP is. But it sounds like with Enlighten, I mean, you, for you personally, it was moving away from the whole, the whole UV activation thing in the whitening realm. And I know that you've got your own system with your your trays and it's the combination of the carbamide and the peroxide and all of those things but yeah awesome thanks for sharing your wisdom today on this podcast payman if anybody is interested in enlightened payman is of course on the group it's a really cool product i used to use it in my own practice i was always very impressed with the results and the b1 thing is a really cool usp payman is there anything that you would like to say to wrap up today just in conclusion to inspire any would-be entrepreneurs on the group yeah look
1: um s- sometimes you've got an idea or you've got a, a a thought about how the world should be and um sometimes that that idea is real um and 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 you should sometimes go for that idea um uh, but do you do Everyone who's listening, probably it's something to do with dentistry. That point I'm making about the seven years to get to re- recently qualified dentists, that's the reality. Things take time, things take effort and luck as well. Plenty of luck. I mean, you know, for instance, you know, we had plenty of bad luck with the legality thing, but COVID's been a massive you know, upside for us. You know, it, strangely, whatever for whatever reason that it is. You know, the NHS dentists can't see enough patients, and people have got money from there in their pockets because of the the um, furlough scheme. That's good luck. Yeah. So good luck and bad luck come along, um, but the only way you can benefit from good luck is by being around and sticking at something for long enough. So
0: and going for it in the first place, right? Of course, of course. Because you have to be in it to win it. You have to buy a ticket to win the lottery. One of my favourite expressions is that. I absolutely love it. Second most favourite expression, a calm sea never made a strong sailor. Have you heard that one before? A what? A calm sea.
1: A calm, a calm sea, yeah. A calm
0: sea never made a strong sailor.
1: Yeah. Do you know what it means? I mean, is,
0: is it obvious yeah. from the expression what it means?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're basically shaped by your challenges, right? And that's very true.
0: That's there you very, go. Very, very That's true. actually a more poetic way than I would have described it. That's a really nice way of describing it, actually. But yeah, it's just basically you, you'll only ever be, your resolve, you only ever know the limit of your resolve until it's tested and your threshold of your resolve becomes higher and higher. The more stormy the ocean it is and the more challenges and turbulence that you have. Think to of
1: it, think it in dentistry, man. Imagine the, the things you've learned from your failures
0: in dentistry. Oh, yeah, totally. I
1: certainly did. I certainly okay. learned from failures, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it sticks with you so much more somehow, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. And you only, really know, you only really know what does and doesn't work just by trying it. There's no textbook that can teach you the many, many, many permutations of a filling, et cetera, et cetera, and these things to watch out for. So, yeah, one of my favorite expressions that,
1: by the way, one, one book I'd recommend for anyone who's thinking of starting a business is um, Le- Lean Startup. Um, I, I wish I'd read that. At, at, at before I started Enlighten.
0: Oh, um, keep an eye out for that.
1: Yeah, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a very standard business book. It, it's uh, all about that minimum viable product. You know, you've got an idea, make it a very, very simple, basic version of the idea, test the idea, iterate. It, it's, it's, it gets a bit softwarey, yeah? So if you're not that way inclined, then it gets you. But, but if you're going to start a business, I would read that book. I would awesome. read that book.
0: Awesome, I'll keep that in mind. Thank you so much, Payman. Thank you so much for... Your time today, Payman is jet-setting later in the evening. He's going off to Monaco. So we wish Payman safe travels. And I hope you have a good time while you're out there, mixing with the millionaires. And uh, (laughs) stay away from the casinos if you can. I'm only going for one night, man. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> Damage should be limited then. That's only one night. Yeah. Well, having said that, there's no upper limit in, in the casinos. From what, I'm, from, what I'm, from what I'm told, I've never been there. Awesome. Yeah. Payman, thank you so much for your time Thank today. you so much, man. My pleasure. Anytime. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. and um, We wish you very well. And me and you will speak again very soon. I have no doubt. Yeah, see hopefully I'll
1: see you in Edinburgh, buddy. Yeah.
0: Oh, yes. That's the plan. The, see, you, um, see you in Edinburgh. BACD BACD. Dental Show. Yeah, uh, I would. I'm going to book a ticket to that tonight, actually, because Payman and I were chatting off camera, and that sounds awesome. I've never been before. Awesome. Cool. Enjoy that. Take care. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I'll see you later, my friend. All the best. Bye, buddy. See you soon.